This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. You know, a lot of good efforts. You know, four lines, 60, uh, two goalies playing awesome. You know, uh, a, lot of, a lot of good efforts each and every night. And, and when, when some guys don't have it, other guys pick them up. And um, you know, it's, been, it's been a special ride so far. Mark Shifley uh, of the Winnipeg Jets scores twice yesterday as the Winnipeg Jets roll over the Arizona Coyotes 6-2, um, wrapping up a dominant road trip where I don't think the Winnipeg Jets were out of control in any of those games for longer than, I don't know, Jim Toth, two seconds. I mean, they give up the opening goal to Anaheim in San Jose, but for not even a, a second you're thinking, oh, the Jets aren't in control of this. They don't know what's good. You know, they're not. They trailed not in, in, yeah. in San Jose too, didn't they? Like, they, Yeah, they gave up the first goal. Both they, those teams, yeah. They're 10-0-2 or 12-0-1 in their last 13. They're on an absolute heater, but they've won games in different fashions. So the fact that they've come from behind yesterday, like yesterday was the game, the sixth game in nine days and golfing the day before with the dads and all that. Yesterday was the game that you could have gone, oh, okay, or the yeah. Anaheim game because you're on back-to-back nights you're playing six and that's your fourth and fifth and tons of travel in travel and everything like that. Now for all the people who keep saying travel isn't an excuse, it is because you don't do it and you can say chartered flights and all this, but time zones and everything else and going back and forth, playing the game, getting on a plane, the hours I've always, I found out myself when I was doing a morning show, I never worked less and was more tired. Yeah. I never worked more less hours than when I was doing a morning show and was more fatigued every single week because of the hours they are. So when you're landing at three, um, it's impressive, Cam. Like this is stuff we have not talked about with this team before. And we did this last week. We haven't talked about great five on five play since this team has come from Atlanta. We haven't talked about like just depth scoring since yeah. this team came from Atlanta. It's always been looking for that. So those things are new. But the fact that they just rattled off six games, six wins in nine days with travel is, again, something new that this team has not been familiar with before. Um, this team is locked and loaded. Yeah, absolutely. Jamie Thomas, host of the Ground Control uh, podcast, as well as Jets content creator, uh, joining us now. Hey, Jamie. He does it all. <laughs> Hey guys, what's going on? He Good. just he just finished sweeping up over hey, there. Hey Jamie, uh, I mean, I think maybe you listen to your kids every now and then. Maybe they listen to you every now and then. I think there's a mutual listening somewhere between I don't know around five forty five to six fifteen. I think there might be a half hour window there, um, and, and maybe you you could have heard in that period of time uh, that these two words put together. The I'll say three words: the jet slap. What does that mean to you, Jamie? <laughs> the jet slap. Oh, that's a, a, a lingo that I'm not referred to, but I guess that sounds cool. They, they're they awesome. They play well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, what? Slap into base? Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, like Jim. Jim yeah, Jim Toth was, was rattling off all the things that are working for this team. Oh, okay. um, and it's like we look, I know, you know, we look, it's, 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 it's come together. The team is gelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, and I think you could say that for an extended period of time now, too, where everything is going. And I like what Neil Pionk said last week before they left on this last road trip. It's just like, it's like a great golf round where everything's going in for you. And I'm paraphrasing, of course, what Neil said, but it just seems like everything's working. Uh, You've got great goaltending. You're defending well. You're getting timely goals. Rick Bonus always talks about timely goals, timely saves. That seems like they're saying that every night. And 
You know, I look at yesterday or last night in Arizona, you know, Arizona almost makes it 2-2 and because Hellebuck makes a massive save and then the Jets go down the other end and, and, you know, about a few minutes later and Cole Perfetti scores to make a 3-1 and then it's lights out from that point on. So it's just, that's just what is happening night overnight. And, you know, you're talking about your power play being concerned to get two big power play goals in San Jose and Anaheim. So, and then the penalty kill doesn't give up anything all the, the whole trip. So, I mean... Whatever you're looking for, the Jets are providing it right now. And I think the only thing that is not happening right now is just they are continually not getting national attention. And that, to me, is a travesty considering how well this team is playing. And, you know, the big thing was the Cole Perfetti, Ryan Hartman thing. That went on for ages, but nothing was said about how good this team is playing right now. And that, to me, is an unfortunate part. And not so much insulting, but at some some point here – there has to be, you know, somebody has to notice what's going on here in Winnipeg uh, with how well this team is playing right now. When Boston was cruising out of the gate without yeah. Krejci and without Bergeron, that was the yeah. story. Look at how great yeah. this team is doing without their yeah. two top centers. Um, I had the Jets third in the division when all is said and done. So did I. Everybody else I knew that had them in the playoffs said wild card team, second wild card. And then the rest mm-hmm. of the people said not making the playoffs. Yeah, and then you know, and and this was these are predictions after Shifley and Hellebuck signed at the end of camp. I get it going into camp and thinking that one of those two guys might be gone by Christmas time or whatever. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing that more people aren't talking about this right now for the Jets. Uh, I think there's a ton of hockey left, and they still might finish third in the division. But it's just when things are going this well. And Perfetti said this in the post game last night. He said he referenced the Pionk. It's like a great round of golf. And when it's just going on, everybody's clicking, everybody's doing right, and they just want to see how long they can keep it up. Um, this is an interesting week, Jamie, because we all know about the fall off of when you sweep a road trip, you come home that yeah. first game on home ice. But yep. the way this team is playing, and you have Columbus, Chicago, Philadelphia, and then the Islanders mm. on this four-game homestand, they could really distance themselves even more. Yeah, and and that's a good point made by you. I feel like whenever the Jets have come back from a road trip this year, I feel like they've played well. And, and it's yeah. funny because we haven't, we haven't really asked them or anybody hasn't asked them about, you know, are you worried about the drop-off? So that road, that four-game trip in early December, they come home and they beat the Avalanche 6-2. Um, so, I mean, and then this lat, there, there hasn't been really an extensive one in January because they've had, except for this one coming up. But it hasn't been a concern so they get in last or this morning. Uh, so you have today off, and now you got Columbus. But these are this is it, it. You're almost worried because you're you look at the the opponents are coming up. Connor Bedard's hurt. Chicago's in a free fall. Columbus, nothing's going right for them. Philadelphia's up and down. Um, so you're you almost look at trap games coming up. But I don't feel that way with this group because they always seem to get it together no matter what the situation is. So oh you had a back-to-back and you played three games in four nights and they put a strong game in, in, in Arizona yesterday. So I, every time there seems to be a built-in excuse for them not to play well or something, they overlook that and, and play well anyway. So I'm expecting because of what I've seen so far from this group, them to play well, maybe a little bit slower, but their first periods haven't been their best periods anyways. As of late, they've just done enough to be, either be in the lead or be tied, or even if they're down one nothing, it's not a concern after 20 minutes because they seem to get do whatever it needs or whatever is necessary to end up getting the two points. So it's it's a fascinating case study 
this hockey team this year because again there, there's built-in excuses for them not to play in certain play well in certain situations but they seem to say forget it we're going to play well anyways and they do that yeah talking about playing well i mean we got to circle this person three times now this is their third accolade in the last little bit just coming down <laughs> connor hellebuck named uh the third star of the week uh, in the National Hockey League, just named an all-star, um, you know, named a third star for the for the month of December uh, as mm-hmm. well. So they're, they're coming in real quick here for, for Connor Hellebuck. Uh, statistically, quote-unquote, uh, his worst game uh, last night, but, you know, in, um, uh, you know in, in terms of his save percentage and stuff like that, Jamie. Yeah. But I was looking yeah. at that game, and it was in the second period, and I think they had like four shots on net for a long period of time. And I was yeah. thinking, man, this is the worst situation for Connor Hellebuck. He wants to see mm. the puck a little bit more than this. So uh, no surprise by by any of that. It, it wasn't a Connor Hellebuck-style game uh, for the Winnipeg Jets, that's for sure. Because he, he, he didn't have to be great last night. I and mean, there, there, there had to be some border. And then you look at the goal where he got his pocket picked on the, when he go went to play the puck. When's the last time you guys could think of Connor Hellebuck messing up on when he's playing the puck, right? That used to be something that happened, you know, three, four years ago, but I don't feel like that happens anymore. I think it's and, the first one all season. I think that's the first, uh, yeah. I think it's the first time all season. And then you, then you have to look a little deeper into it. Was there a lack of communication? Did a defenseman make a mistake? So I always feel like it's like an interception, a quarterback throws, not so cut and dry. It was on the quarterback. There's always some other part of something that didn't happen. So for that goal to happen was a, a rarity for that. And he just wasn't busy. That, and I, if that was the part where I talked about the save that he made uh, in the second period. Like Arizona was not in that game. And all of a sudden it could have been 2-2 at that point. And, and then he makes that key timely save that we've got about. So you, you can look at the save percentage, which we do as people in the, in the media and certainly fans look at it too. But he made the save when they had to have it and that allowed them to go up 3-1 and then really run away with the game from that point on. So it wasn't his busiest night uh, and, as, and didn't have that spectacular save where you're looking at the highlight reel. But dude went 3-0. and His goals against average is under 2 and his save percentage is over 900. So... Uh, last week, and thus why you're the third star of the week. So, I mean, that, there's not much else we can ask from Connor Hellebuck uh, for what he did last week, and for that matter, for the entire season. Because, yes, he hasn't been as busy, but he's made big saves when needed, and that's all you can really ask from your goaltender when you're playing as well as the Jets are defensively in front of him. His personal point streak is up to 12 games. He's 10-0-2. The last three in which he was named the third star of the week, he is 3-0, well, three wins, 3-0-0, 1.68 yeah. goals against average and a 9.37 save percentage. I continue to beat this drum, but he is better than he's ever been. Absolutely. Jamie yeah. Thomas, uh, host of the Ground Control Podcast and uh, Jets content creator. All-around well. guy. He's sweeping All up down at Canada Life Center right now, getting he, ready for the home. He's uh, writing articles right now about how much the Jets slap. <laughs> That's his new thing. Just, he keeps throwing that around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just putting use it, that when I t- I'm taping the podcast tomorrow. I'm going to use the jet slap. Right <laughs> is that is that the new sick? Is that like the kids' yeah, new sick? Yeah. yeah this team is slap. sick. That team slaps. Uh, yeah. And then your and then your friends are like and your kids are like, Dad, that's cringe. That's yeah, that's cringe. <laughs> oh, Jamie, take care, okay? Okay, boys. Talk to you later. <laughs> that, that's cringe. Yeah, it's cringe. That's cringe. Why don't you use the whole word? Cringe-worthy. It's because it's they've already moved past. It's yeah, too quick. They, they simply they don't have time. That's man. how lazy the up-and-coming generation is, is they take 
simple words and shorten them. Who would do something like that? 204-780-6868. Get your text messages. In. I've never some, sounded older. Get, get us, we got some great text messages. We will get to them over the course of the show. We'll take a break. Let's come back on the other side right after the Sports Minute and weather update. Um, a team tied for worst now in a playoff spot, but are they as good as we? Th- some may think they are. Uh, Edmonton, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, they, they, they have trouble with one real key issue that might sink them as the season goes on. Uh, one Toronto Maple Leaf cashes in big time. And again, your text messages as the show goes on. 204-780-6868. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Well, after being tied for the worst team in the league on November 9th, the Edmonton Oilers are now in a playoff spot in the second wildcard spot in the West on a seven-game winning streak. This is interesting. I found this. This was from last week. Uh, Against elite teams and defining elite by the top 10 teams in ways of goal differential, uh, the Oilers actually struggle mightily. They're minus 20, but then against average teams in that middle 10 and the bottom 10 in week, they're plus 12 and and against week plus 20. So Oilers beaten up on sort of the mediocre to weak teams, but against the good, the upper echelon, the Oilers struggle. So they're bullies. Yeah. They take advantage of the weak. Yeah. Shame, Oilers. Yeah. Why don't you fight somebody your own size? We'll be right back. William Nylander after this. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Thank you very much, Aaron. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Jets on a roll. 12-game point streak. Six-game winning streak. Columbus Blue Jackets in town. Uh, bottom feeder of the league. I don't like Columbus. They bother me. Uh, they just they do bother you. you oh, they're, they're annoying me. to you because of the way they operate, right? Well, because of how they've operated for so long. Um, I, they, I just find them to be a team that does things completely incorrectly. Blowing things up. I'm... Jim, I am really starting to become a guy that is completely against any sort of rebuild whatsoever. Well, I'm blowing it up, trading away all your assets, uh, uh, you know, at a deadline or during an offseason and starting, quote unquote, fresh with a bunch of young guys. I, I'm starting to look at the evidence of it. And for the most part, it doesn't work or it takes a heck of a lot longer. So I did some math here. You did. Yeah. Um, to your point of, so the Chicago Blackhawks are blowing it up. Yes. They've won three Stanley Cups. They paid some contracts, yada, yada, yada. And now they have they have to blow it up. The contracts don't work. They need to start fresh. They don't have enough in the, in the prospect pool. They had to yeah. do this. Um, Mark Chipman spoke about this, both with Darren Dreger and on um, my show when he joined us earlier in the year to talk about ticket sales. It's the most overused thing in sports, or he referenced it's it's a word that gets thrown around rebuild all the time and, and think it's so easy. And I try to tell fans this. You and I were both here. You don't need to rebuild the Jets. And yeah. this is back when we both thought, or I did, Hellebuck, Shifley, one of them, if not both, would be gone. Mm-hmm. But you had Connor, Ehlers, Morrissey, Lowry. You know, you had pieces here. You don't need to, but you do need to, to go at it a different way. 
So with the Nylander contract, which we're going to get into, which good for him, $11.5 million. He's fifth in the league in scoring right now. He's had a phenomenal year last year and this year. Bets he's on himself, and it's worked out for him. Really elevated his game. I didn't think he deserved the seven-plus that he held out for the first time. I thought he was about six, like Ehlers. But this is the difference, right? So what he's done since that deal compared to Ehlers, and I'm not. this isn't knocking Ehlers. Ehlers is really – I thought he was phenomenal last night. He's really come around with his now that he's healthy and he's he's getting that top top line minutes and everything else. Yeah, yeah. But so my point to what Columbus and Chicago blowing up have to go a different direction, all that kind of thing. And Columbus is just a mess. I don't think they yeah, had to total blow it disaster, up or anything. Total but, disaster. Um, so I added it up. So next year's with the Nylander contract, uh, Austin Matthews, William Nylander, John Tavares, Mitch Marner, and Morgan Riley are going to make fifty four point one five million. And it's not working. They're, they've won one playoff round in seven years. Yeah. You could argue the same for the Jets. The Jets haven't won a playoff round other than three years ago when they beat the Oilers and then lost to Montreal. But During the bubble year, yeah. Yeah, so the, the comparison to that, their top five players for the Leafs going to make $54.15 million next year. And then after next year, Marner and Tavares are UFAs. Tavares, obviously, not going to get that. And if he's going to stay, it's going to be at a discount. But the Jets counter to that next year. Shifley, Hellebuck, Connor, Ehlers, Morrissey are going to make $36.392 million. The Leafs, Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, Marner, Riley, $54 million. Shifley, Hellebuck, Connor, Ehlers, Morrissey, $36 million. Mm-hmm. And they didn't blow it up. They stuck with it. They got two of their key guys signed. And they're moving forward. Now, this year is what it is. There's so much hockey left, but I also want Jets fans to enjoy this. You're first in the National Hockey League. They've never been first in the National Hockey League this late into the season. And it, I have full confidence that do they have a 3 1 and 6 coming over the next 10 game span? Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. They're not going to continue at this pace. Well, there's a, there's a three four game. But losing they are making the playoffs yeah. this year. They have a system that's working with the players they have, but they've added the depth. They are going to, for their top five core, spend twenty million dollars less on that core than the Maple Leafs are, mm-hmm. and they're going to use it to sign Perfetti. They're going to use it to. They've already kept Nemestikov and Nita Ryder. My point to this being is, I don't know how Dayoff does it. Now, is Mark Shifley Austin Matthews? No, he's not. Sorry, Mark's a great player, and he's showing that he can be a great 200-foot player this year. But $8.5 million, I think he could have gotten nine, nine and a half on the open market. Yeah. Hellebuck, I don't know. We talked about this last year, last week in the station. But if he's sitting with these numbers right now and going into free agency, if he did not re-sign, I don't know teams that aren't offering him 10. Well, you'd have that team. There would be or at least nine and a half with the idea that they're desperately in need of a goaltender. I think there would be a team that would offer him ten. I think so. I think there are teams out there, Cam, like the New Jersey Devils. Now they really messed up with that Timo Meyer contract, big time. But I think there are teams out there that would mortgage a lot of the stuff they have now, i.e., some really good five to six million dollar players to get Hellebuck in the fold. Yeah, they're. <laughs> And you know what? It's one of those questions, Jim. We'll never know how close it got. We'll We'll never never know know. what the offering was. But I do want that documentary from April to September and the distance traveled for those two players and to solidify that they do have a chance to win here because that was number one. 
They do have a chance to win, but also to I I'm, I'll say it. Well, they they took discounts. Yeah, it's they totally did, Jim. Um, it's interesting when you look at the Devils because in essence they chose Timo Meyer over potentially signing Connor Hellebuck, and that had to do with the money. This is just. And the pressure to do it because of what they gave up to get him. 100%. They felt like they had to get uh, Timo Meyer signed long-term. Well, you had to because you gave up so much to get him. But but isn't it better to say, all right, you know, it's not working out. We need to fix this. Look, I look at that. They had enough. It's not like forward depth and forward talent and skill is an issue with the Devils. You dance with the partner you're at the dance with, right? So Meyer was there. Would you love to take a healthy run at Hellebuck? Yeah, but you don't know he's going to come. So there's that added. Like, it's not a guaranteed thing. It's a gamble. But you have to have the vision to know what you need and what you want. And I just think that with $20 million less than the core for that Leafs team next year, the Jets are allowed to solidify their lineup. William Nylander deserves the 11.5. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he, and the eight years, I'll, I always say this, people complain about the eight year. It's about the next five. Mm-hmm. Anytime you sign a year contract and he's not going to fall off production in the next five, but term is just what gets deals done. Otherwise I'm going to free agency. You want to offer me a five-year deal unless I want a five-year deal like Austin Matthews? I'm going to free agency. So you have to give him term. Does William Nylander deserve 11.5? I believe he does. I think that's market value. 11 to 11.5, whatever, or 11.25, he deserves that. But yeah. this being said, Cam, is that going to help the Leafs win? Um, well, they're going to have to make a decision on what's going to happen here. They've obviously saddled up with Nylander. They're obviously going to keep, I and mean, they re-signed Austin Matthews. They have to make a decision on what they're going to do with either John Tavares or Mitch Marner. And they have to make a decision this offseason as what they're going to do. They cannot keep that much salary cap tied up in four guys. Marner and Tavares are UFAs after next year. I think they're going to run it back next year. I think they're going to bank on a healthy Joseph Wall as after missing so much time this year to be the rookie that, like, I believe in Wall. I just don't know if he's ready. It's just what you're seeing now, Jim, is you're seeing, and we've seen this with the Leafs, and the Leafs are going to be a good team next year too, because they have too much talent in their in on, in their forward group. They're All gonna, those they're guys still, I mentioned are more than a point of game player, so they're going to outscore some problems. They're still going to be a good team next year, and they're still going to make the playoffs. But what you're seeing is you're, and I hope that you know what they have. They have a couple guys on ELCs. Maybe they can find some more of those guys to to, to you know fit into the into the lineup and sort of help them out here. But you're seeing a, di- a diminish from. Uh, the sort of the bottom six from these guys. You know what I mean? The defense is is every year is weakening because they just can't afford to pay them because of how how top heavy they are. Um, and and I know you've brought this up, uh, Jim, but I, I think it's a it's a good point. And I and you know when you look at it, you know John Tavares is making eleven million. Mitch Marner is making ten point nine. That's how overpaid they were for the last four or five years. Those guys, yeah, it's, there's it's, there's two million dollars too much. Maybe even maybe even three three and a half million dollars too much. It's not that now Marner and Tavares don't deserve like Mar- Tavares on that contract is a point of game player. Yeah, I mean you paid him, and he's been a point of game player. So you you've got your money's worth out of yeah. that contract, in my opinion. The problem is, is you paid him too much three years ago. That's right. And, and it's it, cost really, it really costs you what you could do with maybe acquiring a Nita Rider and re-signing him or maybe acquiring a... They've had to offload some guys every single year to make those fit. Now, $11 million is okay for William Nylander because the cap's going up. He's producing at 
he's their leading scorer. Yeah. He's above and beyond. But when you're paying them that much back then, no one else was making eleven million. It should have been around Eric what Carlson was, was making. Eric at the Carlson time. was making eleven point five. <laughs> yeah. It was William Nylander and his contract of, you know, six point nine, six two. That should have been where and, and I and I maybe Mitch Marner would should have made more. Maybe John Tavares should have made more. That's where those guys should have landed. And I know it's hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, but it, it's it's hurt the Leafs. It has, and it's it's held them back. Now they're going to be going into a situation where I think things are going to start to iron out for themselves. They're going to make a decision. I don't know, is Mitch Marner the guy that's going to have to leave? Are they going to find Tavares? Well, are they going to keep I, him around? I mean, or? so what you're doing after next year, so I don't know how you're going to augment this lineup next year. Yeah. I really don't. Well, I mean, they figure out a way to do it every so year, though, Jim. And so we say, this, we say this all the time with the Leafs, and they always find a way to to, to sort of finagle something. Yeah, but Max Domi and Tyler Bertuzzi aren't the difference makers they thought they were. Well, I agree with that. At $5 million each, sorry, they're not putting them over the hump in the playoffs. Yeah. Tyler but, Bertuzzi is not going to get 17 points in 12 games in the... So I just... they've had, But, I mean, after next year, I think Tavares, if he stays, and I think they'll welcome him, but... Tavares is going to go from 11 to maybe five. Yeah. He's got to at that age and where he's at. Marner's he's interesting. Only th- he's only 33, Jim. Yeah. So 34, 35 years yeah. old. You're going to have to take. Would we like to pay you eight? Yeah, we would. We yeah. don't have it. Yeah, they won't have the money. They won't. Because by then, Joseph yeah. Wall, if he is the future of the goalie, he's going to have to get paid. And the last time the Leafs didn't pay their goaltender, it was Freddie Anderson. And he went to Carolina and got $5 million. And other than injuries, he's good there. Is, has that been the biggest They couldn't afford $5 made. million for their goalie. Yeah. And this is, so after next year, Marner's going to be interesting. But, so this isn't so much of a bashing of the Leafs. I don't, look, you did what you did. I think you overpaid on some, yeah. but I, maybe you had to. I don't know. I don't care. What this is, is look at this Jets roster. Mm-hmm. When Kyle Connor's up in two years. So Ehlers is up after next year. Yes. So if he's a point of game player, I don't think he's going to go from six to twelve million dollars. Or if he's a little bit less, I don't. He's going to go so. six to nine, nine and a half, maybe. Mm, if he's a point it. of game player, I don't think that Nick. Eli- this is why I think Mark Scheifele at eight and a half is so good. Yes, he's he's not getting eight. Kyle Connor is going to be your big ticket. Kyle Connor is going to make somewhere close to 10. I think it's going to be below 10, but I think it's going to be somewhere it's going to be somewhere in that territory. You would have to be a really unique individual as well in this core. In this core, if you look at the guys that haven't, you know, again, I there should be t-shirts made about Cheval Dayoff. He doesn't <laughs> he doesn't overpay yeah. and he doesn't underpay. No, I, I think you're going to see Ehlers when his time comes somewhere around 8.25, maybe a little bit higher. Maybe not. He's not, he's I not don't making know. more than Shifley. I don't but think he's Kyle more Connor Shifley. will be your big ticket guy. It depends. You could maybe get Ehlers on if you're going to maybe if he's going to get 9 it would be a 3 or 4 year deal. That's what I think. I I'm I, I think Kyle Connor could be the first guy who touches 10. He's got two more years at 7.1. If goals are the currency, then that makes sense. And then sense. if he's a point-of-game player with 40 goals, year in, year out, when healthy, yeah. then he's going to get 10 two years from now. I agree with that. I agree with But again, 10 will probably be a discount because mm-hmm. if the Lander's getting 11.5, two years from now, 12 is going to be the going rate. It just, I again, I don't know how he does it. No, I don't know either. I'll even go to Wheeler. People hate that, but... Wheeler's contract ran out in the last year. He's not producing on the last year of that deal. He was four or five points off a point-of-game player until this year. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know how he does it. 204 and a half for Connor Hellebuck. <laughs> 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Yeah, Nathan Texas Show. So, re- and this is what I want to get to. We'll talk about this when we get back. But Nathan's got a good text message. He says, how can Nylander's salary possibly work long-term? Well, they're going to have to make this work, and they're going to have to make a decision with Marner or Traveris, how that's going to play out. I think it's a decision for next year, but we'll see what happens with the And Leafs. the cap's going up. And let's be honest, at his age, for the next five years, he's above a point-of-game player. I don't see him in two years having to fall back. Yeah. Like, I think he's going to be above a point-of-game player for the next five years. Corey, uh, Corey texts, he says, four, sign four players, $44 million. It's more than that next year, Corey. LOL, Toronto, that from Corey. Corey doesn't like the Leafs. Those five players are going to cost $54 million Let's take year. a break. Let's come back on the other side. We'll get to some of your guys' text message. Barry wants to know, how much consideration would you guys give the Jets to make a trade considering how well the chemistry seems to be with the team. Well, Barry, we'll talk about that when we come back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Well, Jim, uh, time for a couple text messages here. This one from Barry. I asked, I'll just re- repeat it. How much consideration would you give the Jets to making a trade, considering how well the chemistry seems to be working with the team? Well, Jim, I would say this, and I would say this, Barry. Um, we've seen it time and time again at the deadline. Sometimes there's a big splash and it works out, but a lot of times... Uh, the more subtle, uh, smaller moves end up being the most successful instead of going out there and having to sp- get the biggest uh, the biggest player. I get caught up in uh, the trade deadline every year, and I get nervous, and I get the shakes, and I think that nothing was done, um, and then it eventually ends out that I'm wrong. So I'm kind of the wrong person. Well, and I got caught up in last year for the first time in years. Yeah, I got caught up. But I, I thought year. Wheeler, I thought Dubois, Hellebuck, and Shifley – you know, had one more year here or some were going. Yeah. And I thought, when you have this core, you should kind of go for it. But I was wrong. And and after it was pointed out that he, the Jets, you know, are never going to give away first-round picks because that's the one way they can solidify guys of that caliber being here. Mm-hmm. But I do think they go, look, I, I know people are worried about the chemistry of this team and they are, they're doing this without Kyle Connor and he's coming back to the lineup. But if you have a chance, like the Jets have with this roster, it looks like at least at this point of the season, you go for it. Yeah. You don't worry about, I know other people now, Chevalier always has an eye to the future. But I think if you can get a Sean Monaghan out of Montreal and bring him in as a second-line center, and if he doesn't work out in the second-line center, then you move him down to the fourth line, and all of a sudden you have Monaghan. And it's not just the points and the big body and what he can do in the power play. He's 53 or 57% in the faceoff circle right now, which the team desperately needs too. So if you can change, send a prospect and a second, third round pick and get a guy like that, I think you'd do it all day long. Hot take. This texter says Chevy swings for the fences, keeps KFC on IR to make salary cap room for, wait for it, wait for it, Sidney Crosby. KFC comes back for playoffs (laughs) a la Tampa Bay Kucherov move a couple of years back. A lot of fans have been reaching out. Mike has just done it. Claude Giroux. Get him out of Ottawa. (laughs) I don't mind that either. Um... But I uh, the other t- the other tweet here is funny from Guard. It says uh, the Jets eight players need better agents. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it I, as as this goes on year after year, Bufflin, Ehlers, Connor, agents only do what the players. Wheeler, Wheeler was 99, 91 point back to back season. Guys are signing here that are here. Agents do what the player says, and the player says, "Hey, I want to stay here. Get it done. It'll happen. Give me some money. Yep. and get it done." Yeah, you're right. The agents, but I mean, it just it 
it, it the longer this goes and the longer you see these contracts around the league, it's I mean Connor Hellebuck is making less than William Nylander, and I would argue to significantly the of, less to the end of the my days that he's a more valuable player. And this isn't a knock on Nylander. Well, you can't it's a, you can't argue that. Jim Toth, take you all the way till three o'clock. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forche, for producing the show. It's every me back same time tomorrow. See ya. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.